Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Country House restaurant haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. As always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And I am so happy to say that Mondo is back. Welcome Hello. back, Mondo. <laughs> Mondo! <Hi. laughs> Hello. Man, what's been going on? Uh, well... It's just been one of those years. That's all. We're all having one of those years. Oh, okay. I'm not alone here. (laughs) Yeah, I know yours has been really tough and, um, but I'm just so glad that you're back here. Um, so glad to have you on. I know the listeners always ask about you and in the trivia contest, you actually came up in two of the questions. Yes. Yes. You are a, you're part of the ghostly lore. (laughs) Yeah, because of your Waverly Hills song that's stuck in everyone's head. So That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Waverly Hills, that's not where you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, what's been going on with you? Well, you know, we are just so busy getting ready for the best time of the year. The ghostliest time of the year. The most ghostliest time. The most ghostliest time of the year for us is October, of course. Yeah. So we've got uh, some super, we have a super creepy show today. I'm very excited about it. We're finally getting a little more back into uh, really haunted territory today. Uh, But uh, I've also been working on a book club. So I I know I've mentioned this book Hmm. before. Um, but it's uh, officially going to start, uh, I think, in the next week here. Uh, so if you would like to be a part of our Ghostly Book Club, be sure to join our Ghostly Society on Facebook. Because yes. that is where we're going to house that for, for the moment. So if you're interested in joining our Ghostly Book Club, which will probably read a book every few months, and then do a live chat where we get together and talk about the book. We'll, I think we're going to do a mixture of fiction and nonfiction because I did a poll and that's what it seems like. People, people are kind of divided more on the fiction side, but I, I want to make sure everyone has a has a chance and I also will take recommendations uh, though I what? do want to try to theme the books uh, a little bit towards future episodes so that we're kind of you know getting a little extra towards what we're going to be talking about so now now yeah. what kind of book club is this going to be is this going to be the kind where um, you tell us what books to read we don't read that but we drink a lot of wine it is, is not going to be, be that no. no I mean I every what you drink while we're chatting is up to you. Uh, however, my book club, we talk about the book. So we will wow. definitely talk about the book. I will have questions posted ahead of time so that people have some ideas, things to think about while they're reading. And, know and will you grade it? Talking with. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. So if you're interested, again, it's the Ghostly Society is our group in uh facebook 
So if you if you just search Ghostly Society, it'll pop up, request membership, and we will let you in. All right. So do we have any listener mail? Oh, yes, we do. We've All had right. we've had some really great listener mail. Please keep them coming. Uh, but this one today, I apologize, it's taken us a little bit uh, to get to it, but I, I'm excited hmm. to read it. This is from Olga. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I just, it's a, it's interesting story. Okay. All right, here we go. I love your podcast, especially how you guys debate because I like hearing the point of view of a skeptic. There you go. What? Really? Uh-huh. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have had a few things happen to me over the years. I'm a 30-year-old female, by the way, that I would describe as paranormal slash no real explanation. But there is one thing that happened more recently, which I would love to hear your thoughts on. This was last year. I was home with my sister, who's a teenager, and our Chihuahua dog. It was in the evening, and I was in the living room on the desktop computer while my sister was showering. She got out of the shower, and my dog, who was laying on the couch, got down to follow her in the room she went in, which was right next to the bathroom. I see just the back of her and distinctly remember her long, wet hair from behind. I yelled to her to turn the dryer on, but she didn't answer. So I yelled about two more times, growing increasingly impatient because she didn't hear me. So, frustrated, I walked to the room and I'm confused why she went in without turning the lights on because normally she turns on every single light in her path uh, throughout the house. I say as I walk in and turn the lights on, why did you not turn the lights on? I turn them on and immediately am creeped out because she wasn't in the room. I just see my dog sniffing around. So I say her name, questioning, and I realize the shower is still running and she was still taking a shower wow that's a long shower i I was super perplexed about what i just saw and for a moment i thought i was going crazy i will also add that a few months later my brother had a similar moment but in the morning time he had woken up and saw my sister sitting at his computer desk and also just saw the back of her and noticed it was her because of her hair he got scared and immediately closed his eyes because he realized he was home alone (laughs) Uh, he didn't see her after and we haven't had anything like this happen since Wow. I, I would be okay with dismissing this as just stressed indu- a stress-induced moment or due to sleep deprivation or just waking up. But one thing that I cannot get over is the fact that my dog followed whatever this was into the room, in my case, and sniffed around as if something was there. Whoa. So, yeah, she says, I haven't gone through all your podcast episodes yet, so I'm not sure if you've covered anything similar to this or I've heard of anyone seeing people familiar to them like this. I would be hesitant to call this a ghost story because it was my sister I thought I saw, but I don't know. Um, And then she did write back. I had a little email exchange with her, and she wrote back to say, my siblings and I now lovingly refer to that moment as the ghost of Christmas Ruby. Ruby's my sister's name, who I thought I saw, Mm. even though this didn't happen anywhere near Christmas. (laughs) 
everything is the ghost of Christmas, this and that. Yeah. So, uh, Mondo, what do you think of that? Oh, wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Really quick. Some things I'd like to add is that there have been some random things I forgot about happening, such as one time my brother thought someone flicked his hair, but no one was there when he turned around. Another time is when him and his best friend were in the living room and saw what I can best describe as an unusually tall shadow person in the shape of a man about 10 feet in front of them. This was the daytime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Mondo, what are you thinking? Uh, It's scary, and I think it's time to move. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's time to pick up and get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I don't know. I I think that your mind plays tricks on you, and I think that's what it was. So, well, again, though, I think the, the spooky part is two things. As she mentions, her dog, I think the like she said, like she could write it off as like, no, you just thought you saw her walking over there, whatever. But the fact that the dog followed and was sniffing around like, yep, where's where's the person that I just followed in here? And the fact that her brother also had a similar sighting. Well, what's interesting is I was just reading about doppelganger ghost. I was thinking about this. And um, so what's really interesting is that usually the doppelganger ghost that you see appears to you as you. Mm-hmm. And it is dressed exactly like you currently. And it only lasts for a little bit and then it's gone. wonder if this is a doppelganger ghost. I, that's, I was wondering. I don't I know. It's it. freaky. To I me. really doubt it. But this is super you know, freaky to me. It is freaky. Uh, you know what else is freaky is that <laughs> we had a. By the way, thank you, Olga, yes, for, thank you uh, for the, the story. listener mail. It was great. We had a trivia contest. <laughs> yes, that's we did. freaky, right? I yeah, and that people <laughs> entered. It was great. It was great. Uh, we had a lot of people enter, mm-hmm. and. Um, we did promise on this episode to announce the winner of the ghostly trivia contest. So it was a really tough contest. Um, Rebecca had all the tricky questions in there. I had all the ones that were straight logic, Um, (laughs) but there was actually only one person that got all the questions correct. And uh, there were a few that got like one wrong or yeah, two we wrong. Had, we had a number of people that did really well, that got yes. really close, but there really were just close. a few tricky ones in there. But because there was only one person that got them all correct, that is the winner of the Ghostly Trivia Contest. And it is a listener named Jody. So congratulations, Jody. Congratulations, Jody. Yeah. So we're going to be in contact with you very soon to figure out what kind of ghostly t-shirt that you want. Maybe you want the, the Easter Island massacre shirt (laughs) that we made up for, for Bob from Bob after dark. Um, but all in all, I got to say, this was a lot of fun and, uh, you know, I think we should do it again. Definitely. Maybe even Mondo will enter next time. Um, <laughs> no, Mondo is exempt. Answer? No, you're not allowed to enter. <laughs> well, no, you answer. <laughs> you are allowed to enter, but you are not allowed to win. Ah, oh, I see. Because you are associated with Ghostly, so right. you're not allowed to actually win. <laughs> because then people, try. yeah, people would be very upset with us and probably, you know, 
start fire to our surrounding areas or something like that. So <laughs> would I get honorable mention? Um, you're yeah. always mentioned, man. You're <laughs> okay. always mentioned. You were literally answers in the quiz. So you're, you, you were, of. one of them, you were a wrong answer to though, because oh. you are not the guest that's been on ghostly the most. Not anymore. Nope. <laughs> not anymore. But I hey, we could beef fine. this up. After yeah, today. We'll see. Yeah, I you're win. Oh, honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely get an honorable mention all the time. Uh, all right, so I guess we should just go on to the ghost story, right? Just get this episode uh, going. No, they forget, and there's one thing we got to do before the ghost story. What? We, yeah, we have to to revisit the white sanitarium and take uh, a look at the poles, of course. But I don't want to. I'm always so Wait, happy until you've the You won polls. the last few, so I don't know why I you're didn't so win worried. last one. Is, didn't you? I don't think so, no. Uh, oh, yeah, I did, because yeah, that did. was Amity. Yeah, though. uh-huh. You did. Yeah. So let's just take it down. It could, you could, right. could go well for you. But you know what? I hardly ever win two in a row. So. <laughs> well, let's see. So as, we, as I mentioned in our last episode, we talked about the White Sanitarium. And the question was, um, is Dr. White's sanitarium haunted? Um, and it turns out this was actually a really close one. Um, really? Yeah, it was. For a while, Team Believer and Team Skeptic were tied. But in the end, there was a winner. There was a call yeah? at the end. Oh, it was um, you, I'm sure. So yes was 44% and no was 56%. So Whoa. Skeptic pulled it out. Two in a row? Two in a row. Nice. Well, I, 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 I don't think we're going to win this one, though, because this no, is a... You better not win this one, because I'm sorry, no. this place is haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... <laughs> You know what? Let's do things a little bit different. Why don't you do the ghost story first then? Okay. Let's do the ghost story first. Get us in the mood for today. Yeah, exactly. This is a ghost story about the country house. Ooh. All right. I just got a new job, but I'm not sure if I can stay working there. I was so excited. It's my first job. I'm a hostess at the country house restaurant. My first week was pretty smooth. I mean, it was challenging to remember everything, and it got really crowded on the weekend, but it went pretty well, all things considering. My second week, though, things started to get weird. All week long, as I was getting to know the other employees, they kept telling me stories about a ghost and weird stuff happening. They didn't seem super freaked out by it, but they were serious. They all said they wanted to warn me before something happened to me. The cook said that once while working, a motion sensor sensor went off upstairs. He went upstairs and a door was open that should have been closed. He closed it. He goes back downstairs and the other cook says it's going off again. So he goes back up and the door is back open again. He closes it again, and then the door, he says, starts, like, shaking. He ran out, he said. But he came back because he realized that at this place, those kinds of incidents are just what happens. But no one's been hurt. Another guy who works as a server told me there is a nail in a room upstairs that pokes out because no matter how many times they hammer it in, it just comes back out. The assistant manager told me she heard a baby crying once, but no matter where she looked, she couldn't find it. 
and then it just stopped. I was more than a little freaked out by these stories. I mean, there were so many. That isn't even all of them. But I thought, maybe they're playing a trick on me and it'll be fine. Then, in my fourth week, it happened. I had an experience I couldn't explain. First, I was in the ladies' room and I heard the stall door next to me open. But there was no one else there. But, okay, it happens, like wind or whatever. But then I heard screaming, like super loud screaming coming from upstairs. I ran upstairs because I thought maybe the manager was up there and got hurt. Only she wasn't up there. No one was. Everyone was downstairs getting ready for the dinner rush. So I went back downstairs and told the manager what I heard, thinking she must have heard it too. But she said she didn't. However, she believed me. She told me that others have said the same thing about the bathroom. And she herself has heard screaming, but has never found anyone. So, am I brave enough to stay here? I'm not sure. Wow. So, how much of that is based on fact, Rebecca? Uh, all of it. All I of mean, it? Not the, like, I mean, I've combined, obviously, people's yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. But they, this, there's so many stories at this place. I could never get them all in unless I put some of them in the ghost story. <laughs> right. And that so, actually brings up a really interesting point. Have, did you know that the country house was haunted? I didn't. I mean, there's a country house in my town, but it's yeah. not haunted. Um, I have not been to this one. And you were the one that told me that it was haunted. Super haunted, they Super say, haunted. right? They say. Mondo, have you ever been to the country house? Oh, yes. So, I, you know... Um, you don't have to give specifics, but how close do you live to the country house? Um, I would say just a couple miles. It's almost straight up the road from me. Oh, yeah, wow. right. It it is it is pretty close. Have you had any experiences there at the country house? Uh, just hunger. Hunger? You were That's hungry it. after being at the country house? <laughs> no, before. Oh, before. And yeah, then when but you left, no, no completely longer. Completely different feeling. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you usually get there? Delicious, the, the burger? Um, actually, yeah, they have uh, the elk burger is good. I've had that. And uh, their soup. Oh, yeah, their soup is good. Uh, they have really good buffalo burgers, too. So Yeah, that, sorry, that's what I meant, buffalo burgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they have all the, the odd burgers there so so mondo did you know it was haunted before you went in there the first time or did you ever hear Uh, any stories or people talk about it while you were there i'd only heard uh the story from pat originally and i mean this goes back 20 years i'd Mm -hmm. say and uh then i'd ended up eating there uh afterwards and that then i've eaten there you know many times okay but you've never felt anything no Okay. I think the ghosts make the food taste better. <laughs> so uh, this is another episode that I really wanted to do for ever since we started Ghostly. Um, I have been to the country house probably at least a dozen times, probably more than that. Um, they do have some of the best burgers there. So, you know, it's near and dear to to my heart. And that's how I found it. Uh, I had heard of the country house that they had the best burgers. And um, it was actually 
probably about a mile down the road from where my from where my aunt used to live. So uh, one time when uh, I was visiting her, I planned to to go out there, and um, it's it's in Clarendon Hills, Illinois. You know, but I I didn't know about it being haunted, so I, I went there. And as soon as I got in and was seated at the table, my head felt very, very heavy, like I could barely hold it up. And um, I, when I was a little bit more witchy, I would associate this with um, being in a haunted spot. I didn't know it at the time because I was only like 14 or 15 during this. Yeah, it just was super, super heavy. It felt like it felt like I could barely hold my head up enough to sit there even. And then about five minutes later, it went away and I was able to have the food and it was very good, of course. So I have been there numerous times after that and never had that occurrence again. Never, never had anything like that happen to me. But later on, after my first initial visit, I heard Richard Crow talk about it in an interview. And uh, for those of you that don't know who Richard Crow is, he was one of the biggest names in paranormal in the Chicagoland area. Uh, he unfortunately passed away in 2012, but he did mention that the country house was haunted. So through the years... I, I've seen a lot of retellings of Richard Crowe's version of the story on, on various TV shows and whatnot. So right when we came up with the concept of ghostly, this definitely was one of the first things that I added onto our list of episodes that I wanted to do. And um, let me tell you guys that this will not be a typical ghostly episode. As you guys can tell, we're on Zoom right now. We do that so... Uh, we can have Mondo on the show. And um, also, we have an interview lined up, and that is done over Zoom as well. So while doing some research for the episode, I came across a YouTube documentary and was super surprised that it was done by some friends of ours at Graveside Paranormal. So we asked them for an interview, and um, they were able to do it. They were so awesome, and we had a lot of fun interviewing them. And uh, Neil did such a great job covering the history that I really don't have anything to add to the history. I know that's weird, I, that I don't have something to say about it, but uh, <laughs> I really don't. Um, so we're going to just skip the history section and just let the interview play. And um, by the way, this is only about half of our interview with Neil and Steve from Graveside Paranormal. To watch the video of our full interview, head over to YouTube. Uh, they talk all about some other investigations and even a demonic entity that you don't want to miss and a bathroom breather. So. I mean, we, uh, we at, Go at Ghostly know that bathrooms are often haunted. We've had mm -hmm. <laughs> several stories about that. So, Yep. Anyways, worth it. here's the interview after a short break. Hey guys, what I've learned over the last couple years is the key to a really good podcast is two things. Getting plenty of Apple podcast reviews and 
lots of caffeine. You can help us with both of those. Head over to Apple Podcast, write us a review, and if you feel up to it, you could even buy us a cup of coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast, or just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the Buy Us Coffee. You can sign up for a membership or a one-time donation to us. It would really be appreciated. All right, so let me introduce our special guest. We have Neil and we have Steve here from Graveside Paranormal. Hello, so welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Hi. Oh, thank you guys so much for coming on Ghostly. We are huge fans of Graveside Paranormal. Um, why don't you guys start off by telling us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, do you want me to start, Steve, or do you want to start? Yeah, you start. All right. Well, a lot of people ask me right in the beginning, they go, well, how'd you get into paranormal? And I'd like to tell them the truth. I, when we do our tours and everything like that, I try to be completely open and honest. The reason why is because there's a lot of people out there who have had something happen in their lives and they're a little afraid to talk about these things. So I kind of call it the GA where it's ghost anonymous, where everybody almost like alcoholics anonymous or something <laughs> like that. And what Love happens it. is, and what happens is we let we get it so we start telling stories so people can start telling what's going on in their lives. And it actually does help them. My case was was about when I was about seven years of age. I, I grew up in the Mount Greenwood area. And oh, I know uh, that area well. Yeah. And I, it was on the south side of Chicago. It is on yeah. the south side of Chicago. And my mom and dad were going through like a really bad divorce at the time. My mom was raising two other boys, a total of three boys. And every night at three o'clock, always for some reason, three o'clock, uh, she would start screaming up at about three o'clock every morning. And it started becoming like a clockwork, where it's wow. almost like an alarm. So I would start waking up. And uh, one night I just happened to wake up in my bed. And what I saw in the hallway was a small, like little demonic looking creature. Ooh. And I looked at it and it looked at me and then it looked into my mom's room and then looked back at me and smiled. Uh. And then it proceeded into my mom's room. And then that's when she started screaming. Now understand I was only seven okay. years old when this happened. And wow. so it wasn't that I was ever looking for paranormal. It just seemed to happen to follow me, find me. And after that, that's when I started questioning certain things in life. And as I got older, uh, that's when I started reading about things, getting into things, listening to shows like Art Bell. And oh, stuff yeah. Like that. Love Art Bell. Oh, I love that guy. Uh, yeah. But that's what happened with me. And what I found out was they're called imps. They usually mm -hmm. come in about threes. And they're a lower class demon. Uh, demons are real. They are real, and but they're not to the way Hollywood eyes is it. But it, it just it. But they they do exist. What happens is, is that when we're in our bad states in life, either through alcohol, drugs, depression, or whatever, we kind of open up a little door. And when we open up that doorway, it opens up just a little bit when it starts. But then throughout time, because you're going through this progression, it opens up more and more and more. And then that's when people are getting possessed. And certain wow. things do happen like that, but that's okay. how I, I that's how I started. Wow. Okay. What about yeah. what about you, Steve? 
Oh, no. Mostly I like to tinker around with stuff, electronics and stuff like that. Um, and kind of funny how Neil and I hooked up and started this uh, whole investigation. I, um, I've always been interested in the paranormal. I had some experiences in the past and like everybody, dreams had come true, um, you know, things like that. A lot of family history with that. But mostly I like to build things and um, I just felt compelled to build um, the first version of the sphere box that we use. Yeah, and, I love um, it, by the way. That is amazing. Coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a weird experience. It was like waking up at three in the morning and putting it together um, wow. and just being dr- driven to do that. Um, got it together. My, my younger brother um, works with Neil and my younger brother is way into the paranormal. Mm. <laughs> and he was going to be house sitting for me. So I thought I'd build him this box. Um, and there's plenty of cemeteries around our um, house and he could go and mess with it. Um, he thought it was pretty cool. And then I uh, coincidentally met up with Neil when I came back from my trip. Um, Neil was doing a little uh, bus tour thing that he does. And uh, my younger brother says, hey, Neil, check this out. And Neil's real skeptical. Right. He's like, bah, whatever. So I open up my trunk, um, turn on the box. Neil starts talking to it, starts answering him like right off the bat. Like, wow. like, did I build this thing for him? Because it doesn't do that with me. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then we just sort of like said, what, you know, Neil was pretty convinced right away. I think he started having a little conversation going there with what, I don't know, it was a while ago, but yeah. Um, you were asking questions and it was giving you answers that were relevant. Um, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. conversational and we decided to take it out. And, um, I just sort of like been pulled into this a bit, um, because of the, uh, building the box. And it's sure. real interesting. Neil, Neil takes me to really cool places and, uh, <laughs> and we have some, uh, I've learned a lot, um, uh, working with Neil. Um, yeah. I've, I've learned a lot, a lot watching things. his videos. So <laughs> yeah, there's stuff that I um, have been skeptical about and uh, have some personal experiences where I'm like, that's not normal. That is paranormal. That is, I can't explain it. And I'm a pretty skeptical guy. Um, <laughs> even Good, as I we like talk you about, already. <laughs> even as we talk <laughs> about the box, I'll have some, I'll probably, um, poses a couple questions about what, what are we experiencing? And um, is it actually communication or is it something more along, along the lines of uh, what our brain is doing, how our brain, it might be interpreting what we're hearing, but we can get into that. And I think that's probably usually the direction we go when we talk about the spirit box. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to talk about that. Um, oh yeah. Let, uh, let's, if you want to, we can talk about that. We can well talk about tonight. that. Oh, yeah, um, maybe got, like said, maybe we should just start off with that then. Sure. Um, yeah. Since we've already mentioned it. So, okay. So are you a musician? Did you have like this no. equipment on hand? Okay. Because I noticed no. it's an amp. There's a guitar mm-hmm. pedal. I'm, I'm assuming it's some kind of distortion pedal or of some kind. Are you familiar with uh, Steve Huff? It's no. paranormal. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Um, I watched a little bit of that and, um, kind of listening to what he was doing and reverse engineered a bit from that. And then sure. we built the Anahata, which is, uh, different 
than what you might see. But our first, our first box was the chakra box. Um, and it was, you know, basically I kind of looked at what he was doing and thought, Oh, that's interesting. Let me build one. Tommy would like that. Tommy's my little brother. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, but it worked. <laughs> at least, that's crazy. At least it worked some of the times. Okay. Um, when you, when you get this guy, when you get Neil involved, it works. Um, when gotcha. we took it out to other places, um, and we met other people, um, and I think we'll get to that a little bit too, because we have some pretty cool videos or, um, people have used our box and actually had what they felt were, uh, communication, some very convincing communication as well. Definitely. Um, answers that are intelligent and would be hard to, um, be random, you know, random answers from a spirit box. It was say, so I, you know, we kind of embarked on this journey. Of, uh, it's almost two years, and and so we've we've had some people talk to us about some of this equipment. But like, what's the philosophy, or how does like your spirit box works? Like, like I know, isn't there a thing where is it like the rate? It's like going through the radio dials, or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, what's kind of the the thought behind it? Like, what is it doing? Right. So a lot like a. Uh, uh, spirit radio, where you have actual radio frequencies and you're flipping through the channels. Um, with that, you'll get a lot of um, extra noise, white noise. And some of the thought has been that the communication can happen because of the white noise, not necessarily the voice coming over the radio. Um, and so what we do is we go through IP radio stations. So we're going over the internet and we don't have white noise. We just have clear audio um, coming through and the guitar pedals are pretty handy because what they do is that we have, you know, a noise gate and so forth that noise we use gate. to filter out. Yeah. And uh, so we're able to really fine tune it where we hardly have anything coming through the yeah. amplifier. It is so it's clear. It's an amplifier. It's a, um, it's a portal. That's what we'll call it. It's a portal. It's an amplifier. But it's more than that because of the sure. uh, stuff that we've done internally inside of the amplifier and yes. the stuff that we have on the outside that enhance. We have crystals. We have copper that is good for conduction. Uh, we, we even have red rock from Sedona. Uh, that oh, that's amazing. what Neil was telling me, too. And don't yeah. you have some, um, some sand from someplace or something as well? Well, well, that's the crushed red rock sand. Oh, okay. Um, oh, and then, okay. Right. Um, and then we have quartz and we have electromagnetism and, um, we, you know, we do our thing at the end, we pray. Um, but it's the, the amplifier is a portal and it, what it's meant to do is amplify, um, the, a, a portal, um, using all these energies and the energy of the operator. So when Neil comes in and he's operating it, his energy for some reason, um, helps us get intelligent answers. Will we get um, sometimes answers that aren't, that are gibberish? Yeah, we get a ton of that. Uh, we get a lot of what we might call like, uh, I call it garbage or noise. Because when we have to edit our videos, that's like, oh, I gotta go through all yes. this. You know? Oh yeah, that's one <laughs> um, of the things we gotta go through a lot of those videos to figure out. And Steve actually has a really good ear when we're going through the audios on the spirit box, on the Anaha spirit portal mm -hmm. uh, and he does a really good job with that i mean we both but we both sit inside the office and we go through and just to get like three words out of something we might sit there for a half hour debating it 
it, it's a, it's a <laughs> long process when we're right. doing our videos and going through uh, all this stuff, man. Especially didn't with you the, say, uh, didn't you say that you both have to agree on something in order for you yes. to say that that's what they said? Mm. Yes, it has to be an agreement, but, man. And like I said, we've actually but, we've actually argued about it. And I mean, we right. have argued. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, it, it what, just what, is what it is. When you watch our videos, the we put words up on our video of what we agreed on, what we heard. Now, some people watching our videos, you know, they might have heard something else. Um, what we would like is for folks to put that in the comments. You know, mm. people are shy; they don't put sure. a lot of stuff in the comments. I but we welcome that you too. Only, only nice things though. You know, and, and sometimes, and sometimes when you're hearing these things, it's like a form of pareidolia where yeah, people yeah. are hearing what they want to hear. That's why, right. you know, like we have people who are skeptics. I agree with you. Question mm -hmm. everything. You should. But the thing right. is, is that when we're getting exactly intelligent answers, when I say, hey, can you do, can you fill in the blanks, A, B, C, D, and then you hear E, well, that, mm. that's weird. If I say or when you're filling the blanks, one, two, three, and then you get four. Wow. Why? Well, not Why only that, that when, you, when you do um, a prayer, you know. Yeah. In, in the video, it, yeah, in the video glimpses. Finishes his prayer. <laughs> right. In the beginning, we're at Mount Olivet Cemetery, okay? Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, we're doing, putting it through test phase. And I'm doing a prayer, and it fills in the blanks. Oh, my God. And check it out. It's it's not a perfect thing. No, not by any oh. means. But it you're going to be surprised. Uh, so we started to you know just like what will we do for every episode? Uh, I wanted to do the country house because I've had some weird feelings there, um, and I'm the skeptic. So you know it's always been a place that I've that I've thought about doing an episode about and we were gathering our information and i remembered this really cool video that i saw on youtube and i was like well i'm definitely going to uh, check that out to see what happened and they were doing a paranormal investigation and it turned out it was you guys <laughs> yeah. so um can you tell us how you got to do this investigation at the country house well you know what what i was doing is i as i always do i research anything that is really in the generalized area because I don't like having to travel too far and Chicagoland area has a lot of hauntings. Uh, so Doesn't what I did it? was, is I, I called just like every investigator who wants to check out something, just ask, you're going to find out eight times out of 10, people are going to be really, really welcoming to you. And, uh, but you're going to get your ones who are just going, no, leave us alone. Sure. Uh, but majority of the time I just make a phone call. I talk to the manager, the owner. And at the time it was manager Lynn Banks. Mm -hmm. And I, we went there and I told her what we were about. She, and this honestly got truth. She said, she goes, I just did because I felt like something was just right about uh, you guys. And I awesome. said, Hey, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. So I met with her. I brought my wife. I brought Steve, of course, and we did a preliminary investigation. And like the video shows, we go down to the basement and we turn on the Anahata and we start talking. And I, I, for some reason, I just thought of the question because I know I put the card inside my wallet and you can see it in the video. Yeah. I asked the question, what is the lady's name? Now, she just went upstairs because she's a manager. She has to take care mm -hmm. of stuff. So she goes upstairs and 
I asked the question, can you give us the name of the lady who just went upstairs? And it goes Lynn at first, and then it goes, we know banks. And then I show Steve the card. And Steve's like this, <laughs> you know, and it was just an amazing <laughs> thing. And that's what we're talking about with the Anahata is the intelligent answers to the intelligent questions that we give. That's the most important part. Anybody Absolutely. can get just gibberish saying two, four, five, up, down, whatever. But once I see you start asking questions and holding a conversation, well, now you got something there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you, would you say, Steve, like, was that maybe a moment or Neil too, like that you thought this is maybe going to be a special place? Like this is going to be a, right. a good investigation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, knew, I knew right off the bat, especially right after that, I said, man, the story itself just sounds really cool because uh, it's not that much different. Uh, the, the way the place was built from the Irish legend, uh, I just get that feeling. And understand, I'm a sensitive but it's not like I get some overwhelming feeling. Oh my God, everybody, I'm feeling something, you know? Oh my God, something's here, man. Well, I, did I, you have a not, feeling when you walked in though? Right. N not really. I have to be honest with okay. you. We've been at places where I didn't even think anything was going on, but here's the thing is the evidence that you get after the investigation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. I, like, take for instance, when we went to the whispers estate, I walked in there and I was thinking, oh, this ain't nothing. But when we got home and we went through all the evidence, except mm -hmm. for the door opening up, and it did, it opened up on its own in the whispers. Oh, of yeah. State. It was that crazy. Was <laughs> that was crazy. I guess we were Steve. standing in that room together, and the yeah, door just yeah, opens yeah. itself. Neil's yeah. like, can you do something? Can you open the door? And the door opened. It was like, what sure the hell? Enough. And those are heavy doors. Man. Those go stick. That, that's yeah. my skeptic. So cool. When something happens like that, like the door opens, you're like, we start looking for like, how did they do this? Yeah. You know, where's the where's the lever? Where's the yeah. switch? You know. Yeah, because you can um, see in the next clip. In the next clip, I'm showing heavy this door is, mm -hmm. and you see it right after. I go stop. I go Steve, stop. <laughs> and I go look at this door. It was so. Th it was an old, very old door, and there's no nice. way someone pulled that with a string. There's no. just no way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and the wind didn't but, do it either, right? <laughs> no. But back no, to the country house. No. Back to the country house a, was is that we got it with uh, Lynn Banks and we got that name and then I said, oh yeah, we got to come back here. And you <laughs> you hear it at the end in the preliminary thing. I said, are you guys okay with us doing this? You hear yes. Yeah. And then you keep hearing. I go, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. You hear bye. We do not have yeah. somebody in a corner yeah. in a truck or yeah. anything like that. <laughs> If you find right. him, let him know so I can whoop him. <laughs> so you know, when we take when we take the box out to a place like the country house and we do that initial investigation and we get an intelligent answer like that and we go back and review and we notice that there's more than one thing that happened, um, we're like, okay, there's there's something here. Um, then we get an idea of what we're investigating, what we're getting into. Um, that's why we do the preliminary uh, with the Anahata. Okay. Sure. Yeah, so that's like a regular thing that you try so to do is do like an initial. Yes. yes. It's not the only yeah. piece of equipment. Just yeah. so everybody knows. I know that oh, yeah. in the country we house. We use more than that. We used it a lot in there. Yes, that is very true. It's because it's not the only thing that we filmed. There's a lot of film that's out there. But if you do not get any evidence off the other equipment that you're using, mm. go with what you can mm. use. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we get always a lot of good replies from the Anahata box. We did get the EMF went off. We did get two EVPs. 
but okay. if you don't if you don't have something you will keep everybody there for a very long time being very bored just looking at film yeah how many cameras do we we have like seven or eight we have eight security cameras that we use in our investigations and nobody wants to watch all that no, um no but we did Pat we do uh, he's like see nothing like, there's nothing okay, there nothing. there's nothing there right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of nothing in the in the investigations and then there's the something you know and, and the something is really uh we do catch quite a bit of that and at the country house we had a, a, a bit of some things i like the experiment that we did um you know where uh, you would you put the uh e, the um little emf meters on the stairs because of yeah. the uh, story of the person who w- is seen walking up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. The story um, goes. The story goes. Just so you guys know, is that uh, back? I think in the '60s there was a police officer. Uh, for whatever reason, he was living in the second floor of the country house, mm-hmm. and every night he would hear pounding on walls. He would hear footsteps going up and down the stairs. So now understand, we just go by the stories that were told. We don't make them up. We just try to listen to them and try to clarify if these tr- stories are real because every story that's told whatever it is even a legendary story there's an ounce of truth to each and every one of these things i'm telling you right now there is an ounce of truth to these things so sure enough i put the emf on the stairs in the country house i put one of them and you'll see in the video it definitely does go off okay, but yeah i was wondering what is would you say is there a certain location at the country house that you'd say is the most haunted uh me personally, no, there's, hold on, you know, let me, let me stop and say that again. Supposedly other people get a feeling on that main floor uh, when you go to eat. Now, Patrick's mm-hmm. familiar with the eating area. Oh yeah. There's something there about a dozen the, times, right? There's something about the West end corner where people mm-hmm. have gotten dizzy and they start feeling things. I didn't feel anything. I believe that there is something there. Yes. It's something intelligent. Uh, I don't know if there's residual haunting, but there's no particular place where I think it's more than any other. No. Well, actually, that uh, was going to be my next question, too, is that so you're calling the ghost intelligent. Now, I know what this means, um, but I don't we've never talked about this with our um, with our listeners before. So there is intelligent ghost. There is also uh, residual Yes. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. That was, so, just, that no, was no, no. so improv-y where you're like, I know what intelligent haunting <laughs> means. For but the listeners that don't. don't know what intelligent haunting means. <laughs> <are. laughs> so, all right, let's start out with residual haunting. Okay. Uh, residual haunting is a haunting that's uh, just a, a time haunting. It's something either traumatic or dramatic happens in a timeline. Now, sometimes what's based off of a thing called the stone tape theory. Uh, stone tape theory is basically either quartz, water, crystals, sometimes blood through a traumatic or dramatic thing that happens within a team timeline. And what it does, it's like a recording in time. And that recording keeps going over and over and over again. Like a loop. Yeah, exactly. It happens. Now understand it happens at a certain time for a certain reason, mm-hmm. either, either, uh, through uh, magnetism or something like that. But it definitely does happen. It's happened uh, times, I believe, at the Irish legend. Um, I don't know. if We never saw anything residual, and I do not have anything to base anything on residual at the country house. Now, an intelligent one could be something like where you're actually making communication, like you and I are talking right now. That's an intelligent conversation, yes? 
Okay, so that's an intelligent haunting. (laughs) Now, understand, sometimes the intelligent hauntings is people like you and me in life, we all have a choice. Am I right or wrong? I have a choice to either be a bad guy or a good guy, right? Every second. Every second. So what happens is, is we all make choices. Some spirits, when, be, when they die, they choose not to go to the light. And it's a choice that they make, either it be because they haven't finished something or they're just happy and pleasant here. And so that's part of the intelligent haunting. They have the intelligence to go either here or there or stay where they want to be. That's part of the intelligent haunting. I hope so that they. So they choose to be there then at that moment. Maybe sometimes, yes. I'm saying yeah. sometimes, people, uh, sometimes people make a choice even in death. Okay. Sometimes people don't know that they died. When we were talking about the traumatic and dramatic things that happened, like we were talking about the story of the girl who got into the car wreck. And once we get into yes. that, I'll explain that better unless you want me to explain that right now. You can explain that right now. That's yeah. fine. Tell yeah. story. Uh, your understanding of the story. All right. So... The legendary story, this is how the legendary story goes in the country house, is that there was this young girl with a child, okay, that went inside the bar of the country house, and she was in love with the bartender. And she asked him if he would watch her child, and he said no. She stormed out of the place, got into her car, went on 55th Street, drove down to it, and got into a car wreck and died. That's the story. Now, here's after doing research on this. After doing research, if you cannot find out a name of somebody, more than likely they did not exist. Once again, this is a legendary story. The the true story to this, there was a guy by the name of Scott Helke, and I talked about it in the video. He sent me an email because we're researching it, and we're going through things to find out the truth. So what we do is we take the legendary story and we try to find what we can about the truth. And so Scott Helke sent me this email saying that, yeah, there was in about 1956, it was more towards the fall, uh, early fall. And there was a lady who got in a car crash and supposedly she was a nurse that lived in the neighborhood, neighborhood of Clarendon Hills. And people, when they came on all the emergency vehicles, the body was still in the car. Mm -hmm. Okay. People saw a lady though, leave the car. I walked towards the front entrance of the country house and went inside. Was she in white? A guy who, what's that? Was she in no, white? I, I, mm-hmm. I believe it was a lady in blue. I lady in blue. Lady so blue. not yeah, a lady in white this time. Dad loves the so, ladies in white. <laughs> right. You know what? There's, there's, there's so many ladies in white. <laughs> there is. Yeah. But mm. the thing was, is that she went inside and one guy decided to follow in mm. and he did not follow, find her. And he asked, Hey, did you see this lady? Did you see this lady? No. Now, this is what happens, and you, it's up to you to decide, and we tell people you believe what you want to believe. Sure. There's a thing that's called astral projection, and astral projection can either happen a couple different ways. And the way it happened supposedly with this one, we have an umbilical cord. When you're born, you have an umbilical cord, correct? So, and then that's gone, and then you live okay. the life that you have here. So then the other one is supposed to be the umbilical cord to the soul. That umbilical cord... If you're going through something traumatic like a car crash, sometimes what happens, this is what I read, is that to cause you from any pain or anything like that, you are ejected, the soul, your essence, whatever, is ejected out of the body, and it snaps the umbilical cord. Now, some people don't know that they've gone over to the other side at first, and sometimes they get lost. 
Wow. And, that, and that's part of the things of, uh, of what supposedly happens and uh, things like that. And such as that thing of the flight 529 that also happened six right. miles south from that place. Uh, 78 people died. So what happened was is a lady uh, from England, she came in and one day, I think it was like in the 1990s, she said that this place here, the country house, by the way, has good burgers. They, is, do. they do have good burgers. We have one in Geneva too. So, oh, <laughs> so what happened was um, they had a car crash, I mean, an airplane crash six blocks south from the mm-hmm. uh, country house. And could that also be the same thing that happens where they get ejected out of their bodies and they're lost? I believe that does happen where the spirits just get lost and they don't know what's going on. And I, it does sound kind of weird. Well, time has gone by. Can't you think they figure it out yet? I don't know. I haven't been dead yet. So I don't know how exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly about stuff like that. I'm no expert. Right. In that. And that's what I try to tell people. There are no experts in this field. There's only good researchers there. Unless you die and you come back, you're not gonna be able to tell me really what's going on. You can only research the things that you can find. So uh, um. those, those are some of the stories. And so, when we did the, the research on the girl, we never found out an identification on any girl. So that does not exist. And if the child did live, who is she? Yeah. Where is she living? Well, there's no identification for her either. Okay, so the bartender at the time, what was his name? Oh, you don't yeah. know? No. So mm. once again, this is something that's right. built on a legendary story that has some truth to it. And the truth is of this lady who did, because it was actually documented, witnessed by a guy by the name of Scott Helke, who lived there as a teenager, a young teenager. So that's partially the truth to that story. So, Steve, do you, have you, do you, based on what you've seen, like, Mm -hmm. do you believe this, that like the intelligent versus the residual, like, or the story of this woman, like, does that ring true to you based on your investigation? What I got from the investigation was that there was an intelligence um, that we were picking up on through the Anahata that was familiar with Lynn Banks. Um, they were building something. If you, we went back and looked at that uh, and listened to the audio over and over again. So you hear like um, noises in the background and like mm. they're building something. And um, so I don't know what that could have been um, historically, with the building, mm-hmm. um, it could have been an owner of, at some point. Could it have been somebody that Lynn knew? Was it uh, somebody that just observes Lynn and knows that she's the owner or the manager at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, it knew who she was, and I don't really necessarily tie that to the Lady in Blue story. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there is something there. Um, but I don't know if the legendary stories are tied to it. What I like to think, and there's no proof to this, it's just more of like, be kind of a cool story, is if somehow that airplane crash and the victims of it, um, just like the victims of a uh, car accident, mm-hmm. might have just found their way to the country house. Is the country house on the burners? It's is, it like, is it almost yeah. like something that they're drawn to it? Like once like, yeah. there's some haunting exactly. there, then like more yeah. get drawn like, to it? Like it could be like, an like, related, mm. you know, it could be something in the uh, land. It could be some sort of a uh, natural phenomenon uh, mm. with that 
section of land. Um, it could be something that happened in the building at some point. I don't know the history in terms of uh, any type of rituals that may have happened, but uh, it, it could be a draw for the paranormal. Um, so, and it could just be people who are there, like maybe you have an attachment and maybe uh, some people in, that work there have attachments and that's what we're picking up on, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, there, you know um, what, it, you got also realizes that the building was originally built in 1922 by the Coble yeah. family, and they owned it. And another thing that happens is built in 1922, and so we're we're talking over 100 years of age, and it's going to go through building changes. And supposedly spirits that are living in these things don't like that. That's mm -hmm. one of the other theories is is that you you change something in a building. Supposedly, you do have some kind of uh, effect that does happen. But here, here's a um, couple other things. Is then, then there was a story of the custodian at the country house. Mm -hmm. And this is where mm -hmm. the thing of the girl. Now, here's, here's where the problem is. You read some of the different articles that are put out about this girl that is seen near the jukebox, and jukebox goes off by itself, right? Yes. Right. And the custodian saw her. Some report a blue-dressed lady. Some report a red-dressed lady. Uh, so there, once again, you're getting conflicting reports. So you, you don't know, uh, when I talked to the guy, if I remember right, he said blue dress because I did talk to the custodian okay. and, uh, he said that the, the, um, the jukebox did go off and he said that that's what he witnessed. He said he saw a girl, he asked her to leave. And as she started to come closer, he noticed that her legs, he could not see the feet. Now what happens is supposedly in some buildings, when they go through work or anything like that, and if like the floor was a little bit lower, that's what we're talking about residual haunting, Patrick, wow. is that it'll, it's still on the same floor as the original timeline, whereas mm -hmm. people have seen heads just going across the floor because actually maybe the floor was six feet deeper before, uh. the, before the reconstruction. So that could also be uh, a residual haunting right there. That's so the lady, yeah. So they they say that uh, he did the jukebox kept going off like three times. He didn't know what it was. By the third time he went out there, he saw the girl. Mm -hmm. At no time did we see a girl. We did ask the question many times, "What's your name?" Because you want to get an identification. Yeah. The weird thing is, is that we found this picture. Lynn Banks, the manager, found this picture, and you see it in the video of this little girl. Mm -hmm. yeah. From nowhere, it just falls from the ceiling. Wow. And so we're trying to figure out who this is. You'll see in the video three times the name Sue or Susie. Yeah. We're not saying that's who that is. We're just putting it out there as, huh, that's different. Yeah. And, and when you hear, when I ask you, Susie, how old are you? You hear yeah. the little girl's voice that says five. six on the oh. Anahata. Or I thought it was five. five. Maybe it was yeah. five. You're yeah. probably right. <laughs> and she goes, she gives the age and it has an intelligent answer. Sounds like a young female. And with the number, I, you, you don't know what to say about things like that when you see it. Um, but, and then a couple other things is that uh, then in 1974, the original guy, David, who bought the place, the country house, and they were going through rehab, rehabilitating mm -hmm. the uh, place, uh, Supposedly the shutters opened and closed. He was with the construction guy and the shutters would open and close and 
there was something else that happened, but, and he thought the construction guy was messing around. And so he said, I didn't do it. And David said, I didn't do it. And so they both left it at that and they left the place. No shutters ever happened with us because actually the way the windows are now, those, I believe they're all sealed. Oh, yeah. uh, you've been into the right. place and windows look sealed to me. They don't look like they open. Mm-hmm. And that door, uh, supposedly uh, that back door that goes out to 55th street, there was not a door there, I believe at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it wasn't an exit door, something like that. Gotcha. But uh, and then people have seen people have seen a lady, a young lady, uh, up in the upper part of the window, on the second floor, wooing people to come in to the place. We did not see anything like that. Of course, no. we're going to try. We're going to try, man. <laughs> Some girl comes waving at me. I'm like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> didn't we get a? We got some EVPs, right? Didn't Michelle get EVPs in yeah, the bathroom? Yeah, I, I wrote those Again, down. The uh, Michelle, Michelle went in there and she asked a question, is anybody from the flight 529 here? And of course we get EVP, yes. Mm. And then right. James, James, another uh, one of our uh, guys, he uh, went into the basement area. And he's just talking and this and that. And you hear a male voice, I want to be like you. And it's a full sentence, I want to be like you. We've been actually very lucky in getting the things that we've gotten uh, in the time that we've been doing this. I, I just think it's so amazing of the things, especially like Steve, who it's just weird. created this thing. And it, it's, it is. It's odd. It's odd what, what happens like, when we get all together and these things just start happening. Wow. And you're listening to these like tape, these uh, digital tape recorders um, and listening to them. And you hear a voice that you didn't hear when you were there. It's a, a different voice. It's not one of ours. And it's saying something like, you know, I want to be like you. It's what the heck? Maybe yeah. it's a Michael Jordan from? fan. <laughs> yeah. Like Mike. Oh, yeah. oh I could okay. be like Mike. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My jokes so, take a little bit. So. <laughs> Steve, so do you, were there, was there any evidence that didn't make the cut into the video that you heard? Oh, I mean, there was stuff that we argued about, um, you know, <laughs> putting this together. Um, you know, like we'll see something fly by. That was an orb. No, I don't know if it was an orb. I think it might have been dust. You know, yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that that um, we're looking at. Sometimes we'll see a piece of dust that just like, you know, it's like, what was that? Um, and then sometimes we'll see something that we're pretty sure wasn't dust, but was it a bug? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, you think, yeah. But, orbs are like one of the hardest things to figure out, man. I hate orbs. Um, yeah, I hate I, them. I, I do too. Hate but, them with a passion. So. But when things are going here, you're like, I'm going over security cameras right now from the Sally House, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing right now is because I believe there's a portal that goes from the basement all the way up to the second floor, and mm-hmm. I'm seeing these things that are kind of like blinking. And they're going really slow and they have a tail to it. My personal thing is sometimes when you see a tail on some of these things, you kind of go, ah, what the heck is that thing? And it's going and it's just going so like slow. I mean, like, and then one of these things is like going into the wall and it kind of looks like a splat form. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And so these are the things that I'm finding on some of the videos. And then we got, now I got to take it over to Steve and we got to go through all of them. And hopefully we can right. define what we're actually seeing because you can't put it on there just by yourself. Because if mm-hmm. you do, you're going to look kind of stupid. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so I have I have one last question then. Yeah, please. Um, and I always ask this. Um, yep. 
where is the most haunted place you've ever been? Right now, um, I would say Sally House, but actually Bachelors Grove Cemetery, people don't realize it. It's not yeah. that something's going to come out and scare you like, ooh. It's yeah. the attachments. There's a there's attachments that are there. And people don't understand. If you're a very weak-minded, weak-souled kind of person and you're walking through there, it's going to cling on to you. If you already have problems with depression, drugs, or alcohol, these things are real. They yeah. will cling on to you. And that's why I, I – like you have people who want to do tours at night in Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Fine. Good for you. I've actually thought about the idea. But I'm not lying to you when I say this. When we do the tours, we do it at Bachelors Grove at night, but we do it at the back end. And we still, because there was a lot of land, it was farmland back in that day. Yeah. We still get activity back there. I actually have to go through, and I ain't lying to you, man. I go to church and I have to say prayers because you can feel these things. Not everybody mm -hmm. feels them. And I'm not trying to sound too dramatic about it, but it's just something that's very real with me. It's you start to feel not like yourself. You don't feel like going to the gym today and this, and I'm someone who goes at least five, six days a week. And wow. the thing is, is that I just don't feel like it. It, it, it drains you. It really does. That, wow. that, that area there is a very real area. Okay. What about you, Steve? What do you say? Uh, say your prayers after you're done. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Bachelors Grove, Bachelors Grove, the top of the list. Yeah. Bachelors Grove. Yeah, Sally House, um, the, the, actually Atchison, um, the town. That, oh, okay. um, the whole Sally town is haunted. Okay. I would say that whole town is yeah. probably the most haunted place I've been. Um, yeah. We did an investigation at the hotel that we stayed at, and there's a little a sneak preview we'll be putting out of that. Um, the hotel is haunted. And, uh, you know, um, again, a little kid um, story. Um, I don't think these are little kid ghosts. I think that there's something more going on. And, um, it, but it's the whole town is haunted. Um, and and where's you, that at? you'll feel it. It's called Atchison, uh, Kansas. There's only Kansas. like 12, okay. there's only like 1200 people who live in the town wow. and the whole, they have like four, four different hauntings inside the town. Wow. And they have another haunting from a train. Uh, it's it's a very weird place. We're talking a very small town, and they have all this activity. I want to go again. People were really yeah. nice to us. They're they were really very nice. nice to us. Like I went in there, and they were like, "Oh, we're so glad you came." And they gave me a six pack right off the bat. Wow. And I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just so people know, that wasn't at the Sally House, right? <laughs> we it, was the Sally house. Oh, no, no, no. it was a six pack of soda. It was a six pack of soda. Yeah. Root beer. Root beer. It was yeah. Yes. Good. But very nicest people, um, yeah. nicest people in the town. Um, but there's still something off about it. Um, wow. wow. And yeah, there's sensitive. There Neil knows really more about that. Yeah. But the, the box um, was very chatty, um, you know, when we first started and uh, at the Sally House. And then when we brought it to the hotel, we were getting stuff and, um, yeah, you know, I would say it's a toss-up. Addison and Bachelors Grove are probably the most haunted places. Wow, that's been. crazy. Wow. Okay, gentlemen, I want to thank you both for coming on Ghostly. Uh, we, we had a lot of fun. You guys yeah. have, have a lot of knowledge, and uh, I can't wait to get you guys back on again sometime. 
Um, where can our listeners find you guys? All right. So they can go to uh, Graveside Paranormal on YouTube. And on Friday nights on Facebook, on our uh, Graveside Paranormal Facebook page, we start off a show uh, every Friday night. And then what we do is we convert it over to our podcast and our YouTube channel. The podcast is Spirits by the Graveside. Uh, that will come out every Saturday because just like you guys got to convert it over. Uh, oh, yeah. That we do that. And we try to put a lot of things on YouTube. We try to. So, and we also have a website, uh, www.gravesideparanormal.com. Your website is awesome, by the way. Oh, Steve built it. He's the man. Oh, the Steve, man. you're awesome. Thanks. I'm, yeah. I'm a web designer, so I know that's, <laughs> that's a nice site there. Yeah. Thanks. And that's not what he does for a living. He's so happy right now that you said that. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do websites. I'm in technology, but yeah, um, database stuff is what I focus on, but. Yeah, wow. good to know that the website looks good. Um, we're on Spotify, too. Um, so our awesome. podcast uh, is on Spotify. All yep. right. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely put links in our show notes for you guys. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys okay. have anything going on that you think our listeners would be interested in? Yes. So tomorrow okay. night, I'm making an announcement, but I'll make it right here on the show right now. We are going to do a Halloween costume <laughs> party at the Forge. It's going to be a Halloween oh. costume party <laughs> investigation. We are Ooh. going to do scary stories at night. We are going to give people equipment. There's going to be food. There's going to be drink. And believe you me, I'm going to make it a very reasonable price. Because wow. you know what? I want everybody to have fun. I'm is all there, about FUN. Is there we prizes for the Halloween. best costume? What's that? Is there prizes for the best costume? We don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> it's a secret. You're not going to tell us yeah. yet. That's what but it tomorrow is. Night, tomorrow night on Graveside Paranormal Spirits by the Graveside, we are going to announce it, but I did announce it with you first. On October awesome. 31st, full moon night on a Saturday night. You can't go wrong, man. There you go. Yeah, All that's right. awesome. Steve, what about you? Do you have anything to plug or anything? No, I mean, um, basically what we're doing, uh, Neil and I do this together. So, um, All right. yep, mm-hmm. we're going to have a party. Ghostly Society, it's Rebecca. How you doing? I hope Ghostly is bringing a little joy to your life. Want to know a way you can spread that joy into all of your life? Buy some Ghostly gear. We've got Ghostly shirts, sweatshirts, even cute little onesies. We even have hashtag Team Believer. And, well, I guess hashtag Team Skeptic too. Visit ghostlypodcast.com slash store to get your Ghostly merchandise today. Ghostlypodcast.com slash store. All right. So welcome back. Thank you guys for sticking around. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Mondo, you weren't there. So what did you think of the interview? Uh, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. They're, uh, the spirit box. I mean, the, the amount, uh, boy, I was just blown away. That thing's amazing. Did and, you watch I mean, the video of that too? Yes. Yes, yeah, I did. What did you think of that spirit box? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cool looking little guitar amp. But I it mean, is, yeah. Just, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. But same you know, here, same here. Yeah, it's just amazing because he's having, like he said, an intelligent conversation 
with this thing. It's not just, remember when you first had the spirit box episode on and I was mentioning that you could hear the, uh, the score of the Cubs game in there. Yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah. There was right. none of that. None of that. No, mm. you could, you know, and I never, uh, had made the, uh, connection I, I didn't even know that there was a plane that had crashed near clarendon hills i didn't know either until until doing the research yeah, yeah. so uh, i don't want to put you on the spot but do you have a song for this episode what? oh no <laughs> <laughs> well, it had okay but it has nothing to do with the pe- the passengers it's just a lady okay okay <laughs> oh, okay just the, the lady, lady in the blue. lady in blue that's yeah. it yeah. yep I'll keep it quick. There's a lady we don't know. They claim she died long ago near the country house where her soul was trapped in burger heaven. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's burger amazing. heaven. I was waiting for something. Oh, my God. I love that so much. (laughs) Oh, and I just thought about it. We don't get a chance to play Pat Facts. Oh, Oh, yeah. We're missing Pat Facts. Yeah. Aw. Pets, facts, from a skeptic point of view. Pets, facts, he presents it all to you. Pets, facts, 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 facts. That's all right. This is this is good. This- yeah. <laughs> We're gonna Thank have to sample that one. Thank you for the song, Mondo. Thank you for the song. There's all right. Lady. Okay. All right. <laughs> Are we ready for the debate, Rebecca? Yes, definitely ready. All right, okay. let's do this. All right, so the uh, I wanted to start off with the very first haunted episode or haunt, haunting okay. episode that came out. And we talked about it a little bit in the interview, but just to regroup it together, right? The building was built in the 20s, but the first reported hauntings really didn't happen until the mid-70s when there was the big renovation of it. Sure. Um, the owner, David, and a contractor or a couple contractors were meeting in the bar area when six independently operated shutters all opened at the same moment, filling the light with the room with light. So the owner, David, was really freaked out by this. So he actually called Richard Crow who was the big name at the time Mm -hmm. uh, to investigate Richard brought two psychics and they were the ones who said they had contact with a woman who had died nearby in the fifties. Again, this is what kind of gets muddled with the, like, was she having a relationship with the bartender? Was there a kid? Like all of those things that we talked about um, in the interview, but you know, this is the original incident, which is the shutters all open, bam at once. And okay. started the whole thing off. So, Mondo, what do you think about this incident? Uh, so, there were many others. There was more than one person that saw it. So, that's kind of interesting. So, it's not like it was just uh, seen by one person, but you have a you know a lot of other witnesses to it. So, that's interesting. I think that's a really good point because a lot of the other stories that we talk about with this place, it's always, you know, kind of one person that sees something, but this is an incident that happened with multiple people. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say that it was a one and done incident that never happened again. (laughs) Um, So we don't know if there was something that caused that one incident to happen, but 
obviously it's never happened again. It could have been wind outside. Shutters are attached to windows. Windows are very close to the elements. So I'm going to say that I believe that this one was a wind incident. Mm. I I don't know. To me, the fact that they're all independently operated, I think if it was wind, then it would have happened again. Uh, mm. The fact that it only happens happened the one time actually makes me, you know, weirded out that it, it is something paranormal. I'm um, all about the recreating. And if you can't recreate something uh, like that, then did it really happen? Hmm. So what would you rate this then? Are we going uh, me first? Sure. Uh, I'm going to rate this one a zero. Okay. Wow. How about you, yeah. Mondo? Well, I, th- I think you had a good point, Pat, when you said that it couldn't be replicated or it wasn't replicated. Yeah. But people saw it. So, and like she had mentioned, it's not like the wind was blowing these things open all the time. So it didn't happen again. This was a one-time event. That tells me something is up. I don't know. I'm going to go a little higher. So I'll give it a six. I was going to say six. That was going to be mine too, Mondo. Um, you know, like I think it's, it's, I think there's some other evidence coming up that I might rate differently, but this one is pretty solid. It's a pretty good start for paranormal, but it isn't something that happens a lot there. So I do have to, it does bring in a question about it. All okay. right, so our next piece of evidence is a story that you will see in every video and uh, every report, and there are a lot of videos and a lot of reports and a lot of investigations with this place, uh, and we will link to all of them in the show notes. But this is the jukebox. Oh, yeah. All right? So just to, to mention it again, right, Frank, the maintenance man, was working at night after hours. He heard a loud noise on the second floor, but when he went, went to investigate it, it stopped before he made it up the stairs. Um, this happened a couple of times, and he just started to ignore it. But then he heard music coming from downstairs. Every night they unplugged the jukebox, and he thought maybe someone forgot to do that. When he went to investigate, though, again, it stopped. He went back to work. He mm. heard it again, the same song. Again, it stopped before he made it there. The next time it happened, he decided to investigate no matter what. So he went to check the power. But while he was doing this, he saw a woman. And he started to talk to her. He said to tell her, like, hey, it's after hours. You can't be here. He's thinking, okay, she's the one that's been turning this on and doing all the noises and everything. Um, but then as he's starting to talk to her, he looks, he looks at her and he realizes that he couldn't see the bottom part of her body. Um, there's some discrepancies of if it's like the whole bottom half or just the feet or, you know, kind of where it cuts off, but he can't see the bottom part. Um, and then this is, I've heard this, heard this one time from him. He said that she disappeared when he went to call his sister to tell her what he was seeing. Um, then he did investigate the jukebox later and it was not plugged in and the song wasn't one that existed on the jukebox. Wow. So, Mondo, what are you thinking with this one? Well, I'm thinking Pat's probably going to be, his excuse is going to be that Frank, the maintenance man, is tasting or uh, (laughs) treating himself to some of the uh, drinks at the bar at night. But but I believe him. (laughs) 
supposedly he won't work at night anymore. That's, oh, that's uh, actually, well, actually, I just received word yesterday that he had passed away. Oh, no. Oh, so, oh that's so sad. Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to abstain from this debate because I do not want to speak uh, ill of Frank. Um, okay. Knew it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't. And, um, you know, I've seen several interviews where he was talking about, um, about this incident and, um, he, the stories have, have changed a couple of times, um, that he's told, um, but not like where not dramatically, yeah, not, not where it's hmm. that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think I'm going to abstain from this one because I do not feel like talking ill of the dead. So, okay. um, yeah. Would you, do you want to give it a rating? I'll give it a rating of three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mondo, how about you? What would you rate? Uh, I'm going to go with a six again. Okay. I'm going to say an eight. An eight? Again, wow. this one is so, he is like, he, like he has told the story ever since it happened again. Yeah. Like there might be like, sometimes he doesn't mention that he called his sister or sometimes, you know, he just says he couldn't see the bottom half or whatever he says, but you were right. The, the story has been consistent ever since it happened. Like fairly, like, fairly, fairly consistent. consistent. Like it's not like he keeps adding a new detail. Like, and then she said this to me or like, you know, like, he, yeah. like it, it was always kind of the same, mostly the same story. I mean, the basics right. of it. Um, and, and I believe this happened yeah. in 1974 as well. Well, seventy, yeah, mid seventies is when they did all those renovations. So I think yeah. that probably was a, a really active time. Yep, I, I mean, I remember hearing that date associated with it. I, you know, I could be wrong, but I believe it was in seventy four when that happened. Um, yeah, very, yeah. very interesting bit of evidence that you have there, and that's my highest rating in a long time. In a long it time. Is. In a yeah. long, long time. So. The country house. I'm telling you, it's. There's just so, so there's so much. A lot of the uh, things seem to have begun to happen in the '70s when they were doing renovations. So it's almost like something didn't want change, maybe, or yeah. or just disturbed know, things. Disturbed, a bit. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of the Winchester Mystery House. Um, that's how they kept the ghost away, right? That's what she did. Oh, she right. she just kept building and building and building and. The ghost never came. So I guess it could work just in the opposite, too, that these ghosts were settled in somewhere in the wood or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then all of a sudden it disrupted their their slumber. Yep. Or drew, the, drew them to it. I don't know. Something. That's yeah. interesting. All right. Uh, all right. Next evidence. Next evidence is the women's bathroom. Oh. Yes, we need to talk about those bathroom hauntings. <laughs> 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 so, uh, as we heard in the the video, and you see in a lot of the videos online, Lynn Banks is the current manager. I don't know if she's the current manager. So I think she is. Um, for like 27 years, she uh, says in their video. Um, and she said that the that women have commented about the bathroom. So mm. they'll be in one stall, then they'll hear the other one open and close, and they'll see a shadow or something, but nobody else is there. They're the only ones in the bathroom. 
And then I also found a comment on a website listing the restaurant as a haunted house place to visit. They're really, they didn't have a lot of information on there, but there was one comment on there that someone had added, which was while in the bathroom, heard a click in the stall next to me, but no one came out. We left immediately. <laughs> this was posted, uh, 2018. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they were so freaked out. They were like, we're out. <laughs> um, all right. So women's bathroom, you know, one of those constant, you know, people will report like weird stuff happening. So Mondo, what do you think? I would be freaked out too. I was uh, camping uh, last year and I was in one of the stalls at the bathroom and I too heard uh, the other stall like the click on the door mm. and I mean I'm like I didn't hear anybody come in or go or anything like that and I kind of looked under there and it was like okay I'm thinking it's time to go yeah <laughs> like, right out of here yeah wow Pat, well, what do you if, think? if I recall the uh, bathrooms in this place there's only you know a men's room and a woman's room on the main floor I don't know about the second floor I don't think I've ever visited the second floor um but there's not many bathrooms, and it's a small place where they pack in a lot of people. So I think that she's actually hearing somebody from the other stall then. So if if um, she's on the end, then it could be two stalls over, and therefore she would think that uh, it's coming from the stall next to her, and there's nobody in there, and that's freaky. Mm. Though I think the thought is that there isn't any other person in the bathroom with yeah. them. How yeah. is there no other person? Rebecca, how long do you wait to get into the women's bathrooms in places? <laughs> uh, it depends. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, like it would, it's, you know, especially if it's like the upstairs bathroom, like the extra bath. I don't know which one it is, but I mean, no, it would depend on the time of day. You know, it's not always. I'm, I'm thinking that they believe that they're alone, but they're not alone. Well, that's also terrifying. You're think not about alone. that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, I, I don't know. That doesn't seem. I, I, I yeah. I don't think. Well, that's, that's what I got. Okay, okay so right, that's what right. I'm well, settling on. Okay. I'm, and I was just saying, it does happen. So I, I believe that it, it definitely could ha have happened there because it you happened to happen. me pretty recently. Yeah. So yeah. it happens. So Mondo, stop room. going in the women's bathroom. Though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't. in. <laughs> That's so, what the problem is, is you keep going in the women's bathroom <laughs> and you're, <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Pat, what's your rank rating of this one? I'm going to give it a two. Ooh, ah, for the bathroom. That's good. It be <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I am not uh, saying fart jokes or any bathroom potty Hey, jokes. listen, my fart, nephews, fart, fart. they, I am sure, fart, 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 like the, the bathroom humor. Um, Mondo, what do you think? I'm going to go with, I'll do another six. Why not? Okay. Uh, because Whoa. this has been, it wasn't just, you know, uh, the manager, but they've said that this is a, kind of a common theme and they've that's been reported for many years yeah i you know honestly i'm gonna give it a seven it's one of those things where i probably would have gone a, like a, I would have gone a little lower until i found that comment the random extra comment online that that pushed it over a little bit for me mm. so all right um are you ready for our next one 
I am, yeah. Yes. Okay. So our next one is the woman in the window. This is a very common claim. People say that they see the woman in blue or a woman um, with blonde hair in the upstairs window, beckoning, waving and beckoning people to the restaurant. Um, in a later video that I found, though, an employee said that they now put like cardboard or things over the upstairs windows so that people don't see her. Like purposely, they cover the windows, and they showed it in the video. Like it's on their website. I don't know if Mondo, that's still the case that? today. But. That's kind of weird. It's like they don't want people to think that it's haunted, you know. So they're going to mm-hmm. cover it up and try to hide that. But uh, when I had per- I'd heard that too, and we used to drive past there at night just to look and see if we could see anything in the window. Mm. And uh, based on what we had, people had claimed, but I actually never saw anything. But I don't doubt that others have, but it is a kind of well-lit area or like it's, it's spotty with the lights and there is a street light right there, I believe. Right. So yes, street there light is. There's a street yeah. light. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm actually going to go with the skeptics on this a little, ah, it could be like a, a reflection, little, a gleam of the light possibly. Okay. And especially if you're driving by, it could be bouncing off your window and perfectly hitting that window. But uh, yeah. I'm curious if they have uh, had any sightings since they put the cardboard over the windows. Mm. Yeah, good question. Mm. Pat, what do you think? I'm thinking it's a very old building. And um, I think that we as people want to see stuff like that. And we and we identify shapes and we um, we make ourselves see things that aren't aren't really there just by shadows or something like that. It could be that a light hits it just so, or that, um, that a light doesn't hit it and it, and, and there's shadows that make you think that there's a person. I mean, oftentimes I will see something and I'm like, Oh, that looks like this. That's your mind trying to put the puzzle together. And, um, that's all that I think it is. As I said, old building um the windows um before they did that were probably pretty old as well and uh i don't think the glass like it's not exactly a place that has bright light coming into it so i would say that the glass is not exactly uh clear mm. So I, you know, for me, I'm, I, I'm getting a little more, I I am a little more skeptical with this one as well, just because it seems like an apocryphal story to me. Like people, it's one of those people say, you know, I had a coworker actually, she just posted um, on a, a comment for us that she, she's heard that there's a woman in the window and she always looks for the woman in the window. You know, it's like, I, but I have not heard it from a person who said, I saw a woman in the window. Yeah. Even Richard Crow, even the owner, like any of the people that you see in any of the videos, this Neil is, and Steve, they didn't everybody. mention that. Right. Nobody it's, did. It's so. always, we are told that this yeah. happens. So, um, so I am, I, I, and I agree, Mondo, you made a good point about the street light you know, being some sort of reflection, you know, maybe somebody saw something once, but not really, you know, and then it's just kind of snowballed into, to this. So, yeah. So what would you say, Pat, for your rating for this one? For this one is zero. Mondo, how about you? I'm actually going to go with zero also. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to do it too. 
Mm. Just because I which is a zero a for bit. everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but just to give a little bit of you know wiggle room that maybe there's something. Um, but yeah, it seems a bit. Yeah, like that. I, I haven't heard enough direct evidence for that one. Yeah. All right. So we have one more to okay. go over. I mean, there's so many more, but we're yeah. gonna go with one more. Um, and <laughs> dishes moving. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't know that the that the, they mentioned this in the interview, but I watched some of the older videos. This the country house has been on a lot of TV shows and local news reports and all sorts of things. And uh, an older video shows uh, a Liz um, who was a former assistant manager, and she told the story of hearing dishes clattering and moving in the 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 room where the dishes were she was not in the room but she'd go in there and they would stop but then uh, one time she went you know so this would happen um i think this was all at one incident right she would hear it she'd go in they'd stop right this is a common theme but then she went in there and not only were they they didn't stop but actually she saw them kind of hover up um, or some of them even fall off the shelves. And she said this at this point, there was a dishwasher also in there that witnessed it that was super freaked out. So it's one of those things where like, you know, she said, she's like, I don't know that it's a ghost, but it, it wasn't normal. Like it didn't look like, oh, there was shaking on the ground or like anything that would have caused it. It felt very paranormal or super natural to her in some way all right mondo what do you think uh i don't know what it is with ghosts and dishes but <laughs> it seems like they like throwing them and doing weird things with dishes so you know she saw it i mean it made the news i mean mm -hmm. at that time we didn't really have fake news i mean this was abc it, news you know yeah so, you I believed mean... it back then <laughs> you believe <laughs> if it was on the news, it had to have happened. So, right. um, I would say that, uh, I'm going to go, I believe it. Okay. I believe it. I've heard a lot of plate stories okay. that, and the dishwasher was freaked out too. So it had, I'm, I, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm calling total BS. I <gasps> think, I think that they were eating sandwiches while, <laughs> while working. And that's what caused them to see these dishes floating in the middle of the air. Oh. I mean, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> this isn't just dishes like hitting stuff flying off. It's they're levitating in the middle of the air. Like, and, and the video that, you know, that they have for the recreation is so funny. Well, that was um, a different video than the one that I'm basing this on, but yes. yeah, <laughs> but it's just, it's just ridiculous. This never happened. It's two people. Well, it's one person that said, this is what I saw. And then the dishwasher was like, uh, sure, me too. Because they <laughs> we were smoking know. sandwiches together. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I mean, eating sandwiches together. I, Sorry. I, 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 don't... I would not say that about this person watching the videos. But um, that's uh, what I'm going with. And I'm going to go with a total zero on total this one. Zero. In fact, wow. this just makes me mad even. So wow, yeah. okay. Dishes floating in the middle of the air. Well, again, I'm I may not be describing it right. Like I wish I could say like I don't know that she did she didn't see them necessarily levitating, but it was like they came up and like it was like 
let's just say this. So instead of the dishes just like slipping off and just like boom, falling, it was like they kind of like were like floating and then bam, went to the ground. But it wasn't like they were flying around the room or something like that. But it was like, it was like someone was picking it up and dropping it, but you couldn't see who the person was. Maybe that's the way to describe it. They were, they were eating smoked sandwiches. That's all I'm going to say. All right, Mondo, what are you thinking? Uh, was the country house ever also an absinthe house? <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't that think may so. Also, okay, that may also lend to Pat's thing, but uh, I'm I'm still giving it a seven. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this one a seven as well. Like I like listening to this woman tell the story, and she was just enough skeptic to me, you know, where she was like, "Listen, I don't really know what happened, but I saw this thing, and it was not a normal thing, and right. you know, it was weird." Yeah. So, all right. So that's all I got for evidence. I mean, I do have more. The whole thing about the nail in the wall that won't stay nailed in and like all these other stories are totally stories that people tell the screaming, the baby crying. But but I, you presented I, the I best presented, evidence you could. Th- these are the ones that I felt the most confident in, except for the the face in the window one. But we, I feel like I felt like we needed to talk about that one. Um, so. Overall, then let's give our rankings, and then let's do some let's do some closing arguments here. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two overall. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I like it. Mondo, how Mondo? about you? Um, I'm gonna go with like a seven, but I Whoa. I wanted to wanted to mention uh, there are certain things uh, like you had mentioned the nail mm-hmm. in the wall that keeps coming out. Um, I've had that happen and simple vibrations can do that. What my recommendation is to the country house. Okay. Take the nail out, replace it with a screw. See if it happens again. Stop using nails, people. That's so interesting. And then if if that screw comes out and keeps coming out, there's your answer. What are those, what are those screws called that have like the anchor on the other end? Where uh, the anchor into the wall, right? So it's yeah. an anchor. Anchor. Yeah, use an anchor. Man. Yep. <laughs> Stop complaining about your your nails. You okay. should be using screws. Nails are not effective. Screws right. are. Yes. And in fact, stop using um stop using the um the straight screws. I mean, come on. Use Phillips. <laughs> use use some of the other ones that are really good. What are what are those other ones, like the star ones? Those are really good, right? Oh, yeah, the deck screws or tap cons and things yeah. like that. Stop using, stop using straight-edge straight uh, screws and stop using nails, people, please. All right, sorry. So, so Mondo, Mondo does a lot Pets, of work. Rants. No. <laughs> Pet rants. And, and Pat has, has his one of his, uh, what do we want to say, his quarantine projects, <laughs> watching a lot of videos about, <laughs> and doing nice. some actual work too. Yeah, so right. yeah, that's his, his your, your uh, hobby that you're learning about or trade. I'm learning, about. but nice. Mondo's the man, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what, Pat? Oh, you gave it a two, right? For I gave it a two. Ranking. Mondo gave it a seven. seven. What do okay. you give it, Rebecca? I'm giving this an eight. This place eight. is haunted, people. Yes. I, I'm going to save it for the arguments, but this place is Does that haunted. make you want to go there, though? 
Yes, I do want to go there. I we would have gone there if it weren't for you know quarantine life that yeah. we have to be restrictive to ourselves. But yeah, like absolutely, I can't wait to go. Um, yeah, there's another haunted restaurant that we'll do at some point that I have been to um, that I can't wait for. But yeah, like I this is this makes me excited to go there. And uh, all right, well, uh, that I think brings us to our closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. Rebecca, are you ready? Yes. All right. I am putting one minute on my timer and go. I believe that the Country House restaurant in Clarendon Hills is haunted. This is a place where there is so much evidence. Uh, and again, unlike a lot of places that we talk about, these are first person accounts, first person stories that are talking about being uh, haunted and what they've seen. Uh, it's been going on for a long time. It's very consistent uh, over the years. And I think what pushes it over the edge for me is the graveside paranormal investigation and all of the amazing evidence that they found, uh, the conversations with the, the spirits there, uh, all the other uh, things that they found, um, just really push it over the edge for me. This, this place is haunted. Wow, you had five seconds left. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even right. need the whole minute. You didn't this even time need it. Once. Yep. Wow. Mondo, are you ready to give your closing argument? All right. And uh, Rebecca, are you going to time him? I can time him. Okay. All right. You ready, Mondo? And yes, I am. Go. So once again, I'm going to agree with Rebecca. Um, this place is haunted. And the thing that really did it for me, too, was the Graveside Paranormal uh, video. And I had n- no idea that a plane had crashed there. and that, But it just seems, you know, I like their... Uh, the way they explained with the umbilical cord, you know, that they were kind of released and are stuck there. And the only thing is nobody, when it comes to the lady in blue, yes, somebody died there in a car crash. um, But we don't know what happened to the daughter. We don't even know the lady's name. So that's one thing. But then when you take all the people that died in the plane crash and everything else, and then when you see that or, and hear that spirit box, and there's so many people and he's just asking names and they're all pretty much like here, here, <laughs> here, you know, they're all, uh, there and accounted for. So I believe it's on it. That's all it. right. You just made it. There you go. No, he went over a little a bit. Little. I'm just going to say, but he had really team good believer points. needs extra time. Hashtag team believer made good points. I love it. I, Cause yeah, no, I, mm, I don't, I'm not arguing that it was the lady in blue that's haunting this place. I'm just arguing that it's haunted and thank you, Mondo. All right, Pat, you ready? I am ready. Yes. Okay. And go. I'm given the really hard job of trying to prove that this place is not uh, haunted. What I'm going to say is that the evidence that was presented to me did not prove to me that it was haunted. When we are talking about the paranormal, it is, it is not the normal, right? So therefore, the people that are saying that there is paranormal need to prove it 
to the other people, not the other way around. I do not need to prove that the place is not haunted. You guys need to prove it to me, and you guys didn't. That's all I'm going to say is you didn't <laughs> prove it to me. Um, although I did have that one interaction where my head was very heavy there. Uh, I would say that I have no doubt that the place is not haunted because no place is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All well, right. Can I ask one question about that? Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on the spirit box and the voices coming? Do you, th- from the other side, do you think somebody was somewhere with a microphone or do you think it was like a room full of people, you know, all hooked up to different microphones and they were all, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think that was? I mean, some observations that I, that, that I noticed is that like sometimes it would repeat the words that were just said. And, and I'm wondering, you know, if that's just, like a vibration of, of Neil's voice in the air um, that, that causes that. Now there's other things that are more intelligent. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I would have to really look into the technology that they were using to be able to figure out exactly what it was. I know when you mess around with like the noise gates and stuff like that on guitar pedals, um, it can, it can, it can create um, these odd noises. And I believe that we are very much um, people that need to put puzzles together. We are very much, we need to identify something and that's what we do. I believe it's all in our head that we identify these noises to be those things. Also in the video, I know that they had to agree on things in order to put the words up, but putting the words up, I read the words as the person was saying it. Therefore, it makes me believe it even more. So I don't think that it's any trickery on their side at all. I just, I, you know, I would, I would really need to look into what, what, you know, what goes into making this uh, and study that to be able to give you more specifics of an, you know, like more, um, more, specific answers to that particular question i would love for them to get you in a room with that spirit box right? and beat me and, up uh, <laughs> and you talk to it yes that's yeah, i would love idea. to talk to it. we'll have to maybe that try be cool. that because i'm sorry that thing is it is very cool very cool and very, very, very believable cool. for me very believable yes. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. So, Mondo, I want to thank you so much for coming on Ghostly. We've really missed you, man. Um, You know, we need you to come on every once in a while. It's not the same without you. It is definitely not. Uh, Do you have anything to plug or anything? No. No, I'm just trying to get through this year. That's all. (laughs) Just just for people that don't know, um, uh, back in uh, March, actually on St. Paddy's Day, uh, my son had a uh, had come home from school for spring break, and he had his uh, laptop on charge, and he was sleeping. And I went to work, and he was awoken, and it uh, uh, it was he was awoken by it exploding, and um, he was able to get out of our house and get our his our dog, but three of our cats died in the fire. So I'm if, really sorry, man. So hey, sorry. If I'm going to plug anything, it is be very careful about 
the devices that you get from Amazon and try to not use third-party batteries and equipment like that with your devices. And be careful with a lot of the um, uh, lithium batteries that they have. Mm -hmm. You know, when talking to the firemen, of course, they said, you know, that's very common now. You know, with the you know they hear it all the time. They said they were you know whether it be radio controlled cars and things like that. But uh, yeah. so just a little PSA for everyone out there: just uh, be careful and don't overcharge your things. And don't yeah. buy the cheapest um, yes. thing that you can buy. You know, um, right? I mean, yeah. you know, your son's a college student, so I mean that makes sense. I mean, what what college student has money? You know? Yeah. It, he bought the battery. I think it was uh, twenty twenty two dollars or something. Whereas, like uh, a real battery would have been like you know, sixty dollars, yeah, eighty dollars, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but Man. obviously, what happened? But you know, it's hard to know. But yeah, if you, but could, not, if you can afford it, if you could it. go back in time and change something, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but very. Sorry. I'm glad that your, you know, your family is okay. That your yes. dog made it out. I'm so sorry about the cats, and I'm also sorry about the house so uh Thanks, but, guys. you know we're, you're you're working hard to move forward so that's a, yes. a good thing yeah um yeah well thanks for coming on the show mondo uh Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I know that the audio is a little bit weird because of our Zoom stuff, but uh, I really appreciate you guys sticking sticking around. And uh, please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. We will be talking about the Joliet Prison in our next episode. That comes out on September 30th. And remember, in October, every week we're going to have an episode of Ghostly. So, um, yeah, plan for it because these are going to be really good, too. We're going to be talking about the seances. Is yep. that the plural of it? Seances? Seances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know if that was the plural. I I've never referred to them in plural, so <laughs> um, Well, we have a lot of good topics and uh already got a, a one guest recorded. So we'll yeah. see what else we do. But um it's gonna be a fun month. Uh, yeah, we a have month, a ton of spookiness, spookiness planned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.